0: Everybody, it's MZ. Thanks for tuning in to the Indecisive Podcast. So today we have another business uh, here in the Garland Rowlett area that we're going to spotlight, uh, or that we found there. And uh, this is Viola's. And Viola. Ha- Viola's, I'm sorry. Viola's. And we have with us?
1: Montoya Hunter.
0: Montoya Hunter. Okay, Montoya. So you are the, I guess, the principal owner?
1: I am the only owner okay. for Viola's Place. Um, and it is based in Irving. Okay. But we cover the entire DFW, and we also cover parts of Houston.
0: Wow, Houston, really?
1: Yes, because I graduated from Prairie View A&M, which is right outside of Houston, and so I still have a lot of connections down there and a lot of friends that call and say, hey, do you mind coming down here? Why not? And of course, <laughs> you you say, okay, of yeah, course. this is the budget, this is what you do, and you show up. Yeah. And I like it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And especially since you still have people down there. I mean, right. that's great.
1: So it's definitely f- friends. And it's never, a job is never what you say is, oh, I get paid to do it. I love what I do because I like cooking and I love cooking. So going down there is just, okay, you get to taste what I, what I enjoy doing right. every day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so the did you start doing the catering in Houston and then transfer to here? Or did you start in this area first?
1: Well, it's a... It's kind of a catch-22. Okay. I used to date someone um, that had a catering business. And then we separated, and I came back to Dallas. And then I was like, okay. But I've always baked. Like, okay. I've always baked. My mom and I had a tradition where we would buy the Southern Living um, cook cookbook every year. And so my my gift to her every year was you buy me the cookbook, I'll cook you whatever on the cover. Nice. So that started as okay, you're started as desserts. And I was like, Okay, I enjoy desserts. Then it was like, okay, let's try. Let me cook let me cook a little more. And my mom was like, Well, you do this, you should enjoy it. I said, I do. And so she was like, Well, let's try some more. Okay, well then we started adding this and added a little that <laughs> and I added up and I was like, Okay. Well, my mama Anna did this and that, and we—I we, come from a family of cooks. My mom cooked, okay. my grandma cooked, um, both of my grandmothers cooked, my great grandmother cooked. So I didn't have a choice but to learn to cook, sure. <laughs> especially in a southern black woman home. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, let's do that. So I sat at the table with her, and I would watch her cook for, as as I grew up. And she, we've always had um, big events for the mm-hmm. to say the least. So my mom. Is a sibling of two, and so we come from a big family. My grandma is a, is a sibling of her; she's a single as well, but her mom is a sibling of ten. Oh wow! Okay. So you have double first cousins that both have ten or fifteen kids. Yeah. So you go to a family reunion. There's fifty of us. So yeah. you better figure out. Okay a little pan or something don't work in our household.
0: Right. That green jello with the yeah, uh, with mm, the carrots, that carrots work carrots in it in it, not gonna work. That
1: doesn't work up here. <laughs> but so that's how I started cooking and so it has come turned into um not just a phase cuz that's what I thought it was. It's going to be a phase. I'm going to cook a little bit here and there and that's what we do. Nope. Um somebody saw something different and I got laid off in 2019. Wow. And when I got laid off, it was like, okay, what are you going to do now? Um, You might need to find a job. Yeah. <laughs> you might need to find a job. Oh, okay, well, that didn't work. So I was like, well, I've been unemployed for like six months now. Mm-hmm. Let me see what else I can do. Right. So I started cooking full time. And that's where Viola's Place came about. It was really? like, you have to find a way to support your, because she was, she has been two, almost two years now. So she was like two years old at the time. Okay. So we had to find a way to support my child. Yes. And I was like, okay, well, you got a this and a this. What are you going to do? Support your child or be homeless? Yeah, we're not going to be homeless. Nope. And I got to support this child. So we're going to cook. And so that's what it came about. And it's just slowly, growed, um, sorry, slowly grew from just gigs here and there mm-hmm. to catering and doing um, the market on a regular basis right. and doing um, Thanksgivings. What else do we do? We do vendor showcases. We do a little bit of everything. Sure. So it's just a point of just growing and progressing. And so now we actually have a staff other than myself. Hey. <laughs> the best thing going. <laughs> That's I have, the best. I have enough income coming in to support a staff. <laughs> yes. So it's definitely has grown yeah. to the to the point of we're excited about yeah. 20 uh 2021 and 2022 to we'll see what it has to say. So last year we did pretty decent um especially with only being at the market from the end of june through the end of october with me actually missing a whole month because i got covid oh geez um so it was just like okay what do you come back for yeah and then a hiccup with the health department out there so we've it's like what else have you seen what else have you done there's so many things coming that you're like okay what else do you say now okay we we take that as a learning lesson okay they said you got to cook on spot and okay, we're gonna cook on spot. What do we need? We get the list from the the health department, and you figure it out. There's a list, and I literally we went down that list, we checked it, and that's how we started cooking on spot at wow. at the at the Garland Farmer's Market. Right. So we have been there. Um, this will be our second year. Okay. Um, and last year we just offered um etouffee, and gumbo. Oh, really. That's it. Okay um, about three-fourths of the way through the season, I said, hey, I think I can do some um some booting And I was like, let's try so I bought it because there's a store here that sells it and then I started looking at recipes and my friends are definitely the pushers for different things that we come up with okay. on our menu.
0: So they're the kind of the inspiration and creative, yes. uh, you know, engine that gives so you ideas. So my sister is the yeah.
1: inspiration behind the Etouffee. Okay. Um, she is originally from New Iberia, um, Louisiana. So that's southern Louisiana, okay. down there by New Orleans, Baton Rouge area. So she is definitely Creole as they come. She is all Cajun.
0: Okay. <laughs> and, and she can spot a, a, a fraudulent attempt. Yes, at there's any... a
1: difference. And she will tell you. She is definitely... There's a difference. Uh North Louisiana tastes nothing like South Louisiana. And I'm like, what? She's like, you'll know. Because North Louisiana is totally... It's not as Cajun.
0: Okay, so it doesn't have the French influence right, that the southern, as southern part does. Okay. And so
1: we we laugh about it now, but it's kind of like, well, one of your nephews speaks French, and he is not nowhere near from down there. Uh huh. And so we laugh about it now, but I'm like, okay, he's 30 years old, and he still doesn't. He barely speaks English, and it's still he's still Cajun. Really. And he's never. When I say he's never lived in Louisiana, he's never lived in Louisiana. That's
0: interesting. Okay.
1: Um, so we that's where the etouffee recipe comes. Okay. Um, the gumbo, I came home um in fourteen. I moved back from Houston in fourteen. Mm-hmm. And I my mom had passed away at that time and I was like, Okay, well, what do we do? My dad was like, Do you think you can do gumbo? And I was like, I've never done that, daddy. And he was like, are you sure? I said, no. I was like, as long as I lived in Houston, i never done gumbo. Hmm. He was like, okay. So I Pinterest is your friend. Absolutely. Do a <laughs> little research. Like, you better find Pinterest because Pinterest is your friend. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you, I Pinterest how to make gumbo. <laughs> and they were like, you really have Pinterest how to make gumbo. For and sure. it worked. Yep. So you take, I took different recipes, found what worked for me. And that's how we came about with our gumbo recipe. You add a little of this, you add a little of that. Let's try this roux this way, because it's better or it's easier. And I'll tell anybody, I'm the girl that can't cook rice to save her life. (laughs) I can cook you any meal in the world, but I can't cook rice. They were like, I I can't cook rice. (laughs) I can make you some other potatoes. Uh-huh. I can make you everything. Yep. I cannot cook rice.
0: Okay. So, but now you have staff.
1: I have staff <laughs> that can cook rice. My staff cooks good rice because right there I own a can. <laughs>
0: was that was that priority one on the application? Can you cook rice? No,
1: it was, okay. not, <laughs> it was not. Can you cook rice? It has taken five years, and I oh, am geez. finally able to at least get you a halfway decent pot of rice okay. without it being sticky. <laughs> right. And grainy mm. and mushy and some people are like you. I don't. I can't stand mushy rice. Yeah,
0: mushy rice is not what you want. I'm
1: like okay, that's nasty.
0: Yeah.
1: And So <laughs> it, it's funny because I'm like I'm a joke for myself because sometimes this is. I'm like yo, I can't cook some stuff and yeah. then I'm really picky. I'm not the normal person. I do not eat half the stuff I cook. Really. Um, probably three-fourths of it I do not eat at all.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> so I have some good staff that taste everything. Must be, yeah. <laughs> and my friends are definitely taste testers. I like, you. I was like, you want to be a taste tester today? Yep, sure.
0: <laughs> or line it
1: up. Line it up. Here you go. I can get you whatever you want. That's good. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. we good for that. So yes, it has definitely been a railroad of experiences throughout this to gain the gumbo recipe, the etouffee recipe, um, Back to the boudin, yeah, I was of gonna course. Say it, let's get
0: back to the boudin. Um,
1: so we do offer five flavors of boudin. Oh, really? Okay. Um, we offer. I have not went into making the actual boudin sausage. So currently, we only offer the boudin balls in um, vegan, pork, chicken, seafood, and beef.
0: Okay, that's a good spread. A very nice variety. Yes. Okay.
1: Um, we try to have at least three flavors at the market on a regular basis okay. if I can get to making them because they are so time-consuming. Is it really? Um, because you have to ju- not just take the meat and get it. It has to be cut down and trimmed. Okay. And then it has to go from being cut down and trimmed. It has to be cooked. Right. And then... You add the rice. Of course, I had to learn how to make rice again (laughs) to to add to the boudin. And then take that, and then you have to put it through a fruit a grinder and grind it down to make the consistency to make your boudin balls. And then they have to be froze, and then they sit. And then you go through the breading process and then frying. Mm, Okay, that makes sense. So it's about on a good week if I get out, if I try to get out all of them. Like I have stuff in there now that I'm going to start today. For Saturday. So I'll at least get two flavors done um, for Saturday. Okay. So they'll have beef and pork this week. Um, And I'm kind of on the fence on if I'll get that crawfish, not the crawfish, but the seafood one done by Saturday.
0: Now, was there one one or other that you started with first or did you just kind of throw them all together and try to figure out each one of them at the same time?
1: Well, one of the customers Mm -hmm. at the market came to me and she's like, hey think I'm gonna go vegan and I said you're gonna do what she's like I think I'm gonna go vegan I said well what does that mean for me right that's right. I, <laughs> what, I, I, what, I, I, what does that mean for me she was like well what do you think you can make me oh uh, okay and I'm like what do I think I said a lot of stuff can be done um vegan wise it just can't have you know meat or whatever. So I can substitute a lot of stuff. Sure. So it was just trial and error. So I was like, look, let me try this. And I say, it may not be what I say. Spice-wise, I know the spices will be all right. Right. The consistency, I know it'll be all right. I say, but putting it together to make what you want may not be what you want. Right. And she was like, well, try it. Mm-hmm. So we tried it. And last season we did... um. Mushrooms of course onions, bell pepper, celery, things like that, because that's the basis of any any Cajun meal. You're gonna have yeah. the Holy Trinity. Absolutely. And that's it. Yeah. So you're gonna get the Trinity in there and then you're then that's when we started adding the other things. I was like, okay, let me try they have a meat substitute. Um okay. they that they sell at sprouts. And so I tried that. And it's not so much a tofu based but it's a plant based like um I wanna say that it may be like eggplant or something like that mm, that's in okay. it. And so we added that to it. Yeah. And it's kind of made like a ground sausage. Okay. To to has the consistency of like ground beef. Huh, but okay. it's not. Right. So I added that and she was like, it was it was filling. Okay. And she liked it. She was like, I like that. Let's try it again. Okay. So then we started adding, diff. we would add, I would incorporate, so I started adding squash. Then I added zucchini. And then anything I could cook and think about to put in that vegan one, that's what started. Wow. And then seafood was just a, a, everything I offer has either shrimp, crab, or crawfish in it. Okay. Because that's a true Blue I'm I'm, occasion, I'm not a Cajun girl but I am a Cajun girl right, um, So they They was like let's try that So the seafood was the next one option on there okay. And then I've kind of played with The beef and the pork And of course everyone doesn't eat beef Or pork right. so why not throw in Chicken in there sure. and add it in there So that's how we came up with the flavors for the boudin Very nice um, So I was like okay so now we know how to make this Let's see the next level Right So we offer, um, because I, I, of course, like I said, I baked initially. So we Mm -hmm. offer our own um, version of vanilla extract that we make here at home.
0: Really? Your very own vanilla extract? Yeah,
1: I make it. um, Of course, it's, we buy our vanilla beans and we pick a liquor. Well, not a liquor, but it's some type of vodka. Yeah. And you just mix it and let it sit. Wow. And one of the ladies um, that bakes out there, she's used it before, so I'm like, hey, hey. look, that's a good thing. <laughs> we also do a brine for turkeys um, okay. during the during the holiday season, sure. yeah, absolutely. and then we do a brisket brine as well. So we're definitely oh. adding okay. um, some stuff to our things. She's like, you just need to do your seasonings in a cookbook. I'm like. It's coming. I just don't know when. <laughs> Give me some time. We're working We're through it. We're working through it. I yeah. said I have to do the bulk seasoning first cuz I have to be able to to get it down to the processing part right. and get it all packaged up. So right. that's the that's our work for 21-22. Let's get the seasoning. Let's get the um let's get the extracts made. Let's also um do the brines. Mm-hmm. Um and a little about me, and it's probably out of order. My dad is from a little town in Mississippi. Um, so it's in between Jackson and Vicksburg. So okay. he um, asked me one day, this is before um, before he got really, really sick. Hmm. And he was like, can you make um, chow chow? And I was like, I don't know what that is, first of all. Right. Two, I don't eat that. Right. And then three, let me do Pinterest and see what I
0: Again, back to Pinterest. Pinterest
1: is my is my friend. So, Absolutely. I went to Pinterest and I found a recipe. And my dad was like, "Are you gonna try this?" And I was like, "Yeah." So I came out with the first version, and my dad was like, "Yeah, that don't taste like my granny's." <laughs> of course not. Great, thanks, I get dad. it from granny, Dad. Yeah, thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, "Okay, well." Let's try this version. I say, instead of adding all the sugar that the recipe says, I'll substitute with, instead of like four cups of sugar, I'll put one cup of sugar in. Okay. And instead of half a jalapeno, I'll add the Scotch Bonnet peppers and some Scotch Bonnet seasoning to it okay. and a little hot sauce to it to get the hot consistency that you need. So um, he was like, okay. So I came home with that one and he was like, that's it.
0: Oh no, you hit it.
1: I was like, what's it? <laughs> that's the recipe. It's dressed right. I said, okay, whatever. Cause I, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Cause I'm not gonna eat that. So but you
0: still hadn't eaten any of it.
1: I don't eat that. Cause there's <laughs> coleslaw in there and there's cabbage in oh. there. Okay. And um, I have this thing about stuff mixed together. Okay. I don't eat any of it.
0: (laughs) Oh, so you you like the separation?
1: No, it doesn't have to be separated on a plate. But mixing things together, like I don't eat potato salad, pea salad, anything mixed with, like, mustard and mayonnaise or mixed vegetables, I just got to a point where I would eat... um, onions bell peppers and celery Mm. not put through a food processor okay just in the raw state or Mm, or it has to be cooked okay it has to be cooked everything i'm real particular has to be Uh cooked right and then i'm still to i i'm gonna pick it out because i won't eat it i like it for flavoring but i'm not gonna eat it i got you so for me it's better if you put it through a food processor and you get all the same things and you get the flavor, and I don't have to see it. Yeah,
0: there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: I'm very particular about that. They be like, you're not going to eat that. Yeah. And my friends know it has, food has to be, if I don't eat it coming out of the oven, straight hot to a plate, I'm not going to eat it. Okay. They're like, you're really, but I'm very particular about how I eat and what I eat. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard. But no, so he loved the chow chow. So that, so back to that, we, I sent it to my aunt. And I was like, hey. I made some chow chow. I said, do you want sweet or hot? She was like, send me the hot. I said, okay. I sent it. She was like, I'm gonna make me a pot of beans. I said, okay, what you gonna make a pot of beans for? She's like, that's how you eat it. Uh Okay, whatever, ain't it? I called her back, I said, did you get the box? She said, yeah, I got it. But I didn't make the beans. I said, why didn't you make the beans? Cause we ate the whole jar without the beans. (laughs) That ain't what you said. She's like, I didn't need nothing on it. I just needed nice. it like that. Okay, so it was good. Yes, it was good. Can I get some more? Mm-hmm. Okay, here you go. <laughs> so yes, my family has definitely been taste testers sure. <laughs> for a little bit of
0: everything. Absolutely, and and huge supporters. It sounds like yeah, yeah. they are. They
1: are. They're they're a team to reckon with, and they will tell you they are the blunt ones of the group. Okay. Oh nope, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: you gotta have that though. You do. Yeah. Because you don't want the customer to be
1: that. Yes. Yeah. And so we have definitely done that. And they have been the ones that have said, either here, there, or anywhere, good, good, bad, or indifferent, they say, okay, that's good, or that's bad, or we like that, how that's fried. Can you fry it like that? in the, You want me to fry it in a deep fry? Don't you all want to do it? In. Yeah, but it don't taste like it. <laughs> Not bad. We like your deep fryer better than our deep fryer. Yep, basically. <laughs> Or my cousin calls that stays in Shreveport, and she's like, I had etouffee today. I said, was it good? Nope. It didn't taste nothing like yours. Did it have more than one meat in it? Nope, it didn't. I said, well, that's probably the problem then. Could be. Because mine has like four meats in it. Yeah. I said, I don't just give you a shrimp or a crawfish etouffee. You get chicken. You get sausage. You get shrimp. And you get crawfish in there, nice. so you get a four meat. So everything that I put in my crab meat, well, even you might even get a fifth one because sometimes I put um, a little crab in there. There's I put a crab, um, crab meat in there nice. in the etouffee. That because I'll put the <clears> crab <throat> shell, I put the crab legs and chicken and sausage in my gumbo. But my etouffee, I add all of that plus the crawfish and right. even crab meat to it. So. Gotcha. So some weeks it's very potent and I'll tell anybody, it's a little thick this week. Y'all might not. And that was our thing last year. We will give you your money's worth because I'm not going to give you rice. You, I feel like you can go home and cook it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going to get your money's worth. You're going to get a cup of meat. Right. And juice. Right. And then I'm probably going to do more meat than juice. So, <laughs> And I'm going to tell you, just add a little water to thin out your roux mm. and then you can add the the rice to it separately cuz one of my customers just drinks the I don't want the meat, I just want all the room. Okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever.
0: So now, do you make the when you're at the market, for instance? Mm-hmm. Are you making it to be consumed at there or cuz it sounded like you said that they could take it home and make it? Do you make it to where it's transportable and that they could do it later at home like for dinner or whatever?
1: We give you both options. Okay. So, at the market, I will make it fresh. And then I ask you, are you going to eat it here? Or are you like, are you going to walk around and eat it? Because I'll give you a cup. Yeah, We have a little cup that you get that's paper. That Or I'll tell you, if you're not going to eat it now, let me give you a plastic cup. Right. And it'll be a plastic container, rather, and with a top. And you can just, I'll put it, bag it, and you can have it. There you go. So you get either option with us. So right. we are, um, we offer both at the market to be consumed. So Good. either a paper cup or a plastic cup to be yeah. said. And then on the market per... At the market, per se, we also offer um, fish, okay. a fish strip basket, chicken uh, chicken wing basket, um, seafood macro... Nope. We are starting to offer seafood, macaroni, and cheese. Oh, my. And we offer seafood fries, which is a new one this year. Really? Well, seafood fries uh- are... Um, a consumption one of one of our my friends, the, the lady that bakes that sits next to me, she sent me a picture last year and she was like, You think you can do this?
0: Maybe. Let me check Pinterest.
1: <laughs> well, no, <laughs> that one wasn't well, yes and yes, and no, it wasn't. Yeah. Cause I it's not the normal yellow cheese sauce. Okay. So I was like, I've never truly made white cheese sauce. Kay. So what is it? Yeah. Let me look. Let me see what it is. Because for me, I'm about giving you the best quality stuff that you can get. So if that means I got to pay a couple dollars for you to get the American cheese that's sliced and shredded versus a a package of cheese or the Velveeta mix, I'm like, okay, let me figure it out. So I was like, let me do trial and error. And it was definitely trial and error. (laughs) Because I was like, oh, that's nasty. (laughs) I followed the recipe. That's nasty. Okay, let's try it this way. So we threw that one in the trash, (laughs) and I started over again. And I was like, okay, so we're going to take this this cream here. We're going to take these five different white cheeses. We're going to put them together. We're going to cook them on low. We're going to get us some spices that don't turn it any colors. Uh Yeah, because we we, got to keep it white and then we go from there. So that's what came about for the um white cheddar uh seafood fry seafood fries. So wow. it is a homemade white cheddar cheese sauce with a mix of shrimp, crawfish and um no, just shrimp and crawfish in that one and topped over a bed of uh bed of f- fresh fried freshly cooked fries mm. with a little cajun seasoning on them. Okay.
0: Yeah, I don't think cheese fries are going to cut it for me anymore. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> I'm, I'm about ready for that. Yeah, You
1: will have to try it. And it's definitely really different. Yeah. Um, it is an acquired... I am not a... I'm not a shrimp eater. Okay. So for me... It was even decent for me because I'm a crawfish eater, okay. and I am a girl that can get down with the get down when uh-huh. it comes to crawfish. So I'm like, oh, that crawfish is some kind of lovely. Mm-hmm. And I am a girl. We, we have crawfish boils every season, no. and we're like, okay. I was like, that's what I need to add. And my friend's like, you're going to add that. We're going to add that. So that's what we added this season along with the turkey leg.
0: A turkey leg. Oh, now it's now we're set. Yeah, walking around the market
1: with a turkey leg. It is a turkey leg that are definitely more bigger bigger than what I ever thought. Sure. And I'm like, yo, these turkey legs are huge. <laughs> they were like, yeah, they are. I was like, yeah. They were like, are you sure? I was like, we're gonna add them. Mm-hmm. So we added it. So I'm like, okay. So they've done really well okay. to be added to this to the market this yeah. season. Um. And then we offer lemonades.
0: Okay, different flavored lemonades?
1: We do. We okay. offer um, peach mango tea and then a mango lemonade.
0: Nice.
1: And a strawberry lemonade and then, of course, regular. But the mango lemonade is the best seller out there. Yeah. And they... I'm like, look. I don't make enough of this. Because now we've started... Instead of... Sell, we Last year we did pouches. Now we just sell it by... The gallon, a half a gallon, gallon, or you get a cup. Gotcha. We give you a cup of ice, we make it, and we bring it out there. Gotcha. And it sells. I'm like, that is the probably the easiest thing I've ever done. A little bit easier than, than the pouches. And I can make that in bulk and yeah. not have to worry about toting it. Put it in a cooler, load it up, and it's about my business. Yep, there you go. So that works for me. Nice.
0: Now, did you were you catering before you started at the Garland Market or did you I start was. Okay.
1: I was doing a little bit of catering before I started. Um one of my friends that I used to work with put me in contact with um the Mark Cuban Foundation. Really? So we did a couple of events for them in 2019. Okay. Um and so that was kind of that and then I was like, okay, and then to of course, COVID hit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, And we did, of course,
1: we did Thanksgiving of 2019. And then we were doing vendor pop-up events here in Irving.
0: Excellent. And yeah. so,
1: and we've come to find out that Irving is not a, an area where you can do events and individuals come out. Hmm. And it, it's just a caveat. It, I've been in Irving. I was actually born in Irving. So I've been in Irving 36 years.
0: Okay.
1: And it ha, I've seen some of the best businesses in the world go, because people do not support. Yeah. And it sucks. It does suck. Because you see the heart, the blood, sweat, and the tears that these individuals put into their their businesses for the community not to support them. Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, why do, why should we do stuff in Irving when the people that live in Irving do not support you? Yeah. And that's so that's what I have been coming to grasp with um my events were at the old Irving Public Library that sits right behind City Hall.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, they Irving Boulevard in Rock Island area. Right there, okay. yep.
1: mm-hmm. yeah, right there. And so the gentleman that runs it is called his name is Tom Foley, and he runs the second floor, which is a um, like a work hub. Okay. So they, um, you go in there and you can say if you're a mom and pop business or you're a single person business, you rent a space for like two three hundred bucks a month. And they're actually geared toward um, women, my, women minority owned businesses. Wow, that's great. And that's all he focuses on, and that's a good thing. That because, is, that's fantastic. Because a lot of people don't know. Okay, mm-hmm. what else can you do? What else can you? What what other opportunities are there? Right. For me as a business that is at least fifty one percent owned by a minority, or fifty one percent owned by a woman, or if you get both of them in the same fell swoop, then it's okay, what else can what else what other opportunities can I get for funding right and that's a lot of it. A lot of the vendors out there don't have funding yeah and that's what it's coming down to How do we bring a shed light on that? How do we get that funding that we need to do to go to the next level right And so with me partnering with Tom, it was a, a, a it's it's a both of them. We're actually shedding light on the businesses that are not on the entrepreneurs that are, are women Mm -hmm. and then they may, some of them may be minority. And then it's an opening for the people that are actually housed in there to come in and say, Hey, look, I might want to actually buy something from these people, or I may actually want to do something else here at this facility that can help or have, because Tom and I talked here recently and we are looking at partnering with um, some of the, businesses around here that may, may be a little bit bigger, not just mom and pop or small businesses, and doing maybe even a food drive up there and doing something where we're able to bring in people. Because my full-time job, as I tell people, is I'm always helping someone. Right. So I work for um, workforce, in, in a sense, where I'm dealing with the, un, the unemployment aspect. Okay. So I'm always out to say, okay, what can you do in order to make yourself um have a livable wage and be able to help the next person? Because everyone can't live off of 10 dollars an hour. No. Not in this day and age. No. Or even even if you're on disability, what can you substitute right. that seven hundred dollars that you get for your disability every month? What's that extra? Because you can't pay for rent. Not not now. You right. seven hundred dollars doesn't you can't pay for rent. 800 bucks you can't pay rent or have a car or any of the extras so giving people that opportunity to go up there and get some food and maybe learn about an opportunity that they're able to help themselves in a way of okay i might not can go to work full time, but I might can work up here part time and make 10, 15 bucks an hour. And that'll substitute my income where I'm able to say, okay, well I made this extra 200 bucks this month. And that pays maybe your light bill, your gas bill, your this bill, that, that bill. So that's the the business of that opportunity of me being up there. And it was kind of thrown in my hands. One of my, um, a guy I went to high school with, his mom, had had an event up there Mm -hmm. and she referred me to Tom. And that's how that relationship built. And I've had several events up there um, for vendors. So we are on our end as Viola's place. We are trying to do one where it's free of charge. Wow. Okay. So we're not paying for the building and, or let me say this, we're not paying to rent the building space. Yeah. Um, and then it's done in the parking lot. So it brings more attraction. So if it, even if it's just something simple for a couple hours, it's just our way of giving back to say, hey, look, we're trying to give back to this community. We want to stay in Irving because I would love to build a building in Irving and have my business here. Sure. But the cost of living in Irving is so high.
0: It is. It's very high.
1: So it's kind of like, OK, what do you do now? Yeah, the overhead for a space is three times what it should be, or the overhead for a commercial space is three times what you expect it to be. Right. Because even then, the com, the space, a commercial space is three, four, five hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Do you make enough money to subdue supplies, food, yeah. staff, and rent a commercial space in order to keep your business afloat? Yeah. So that's kind of like okay, what do you do now?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well the um, first of all, it's hugely admirable uh, you uh, getting with the Tom and, and putting that together and, and helping folks out like that that's That's fantastic, I think because it's, it's tough to run yeah. a small business i mean I've, I've been an entrepreneur my entire adult life and, okay. and it is it's a struggle you know I mean I know it very well you, cash flowing you're, you're trying to cash flow it on your own it, it takes a long time and it's a slow process and you may not get a paycheck and you may still have to hire staff <laughs> and you may still not get a paycheck right. you know but that's part of the growth and the you know the hope is that the reward will be at the end of the finish line you know right. if you ever get there but it starting a small business is very difficult and i'm not sure why certain cities just seem don't seem to be as encouraging or at least um i don't know as far as young upstart businesses like yourself right. and these others that they can't afford you know to 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 pay the amounts that a franchise or a national chain right. can come in and do but supporting your community that's people that are actually trying to start businesses i think that should be priority in the community i would think rather than bringing in somebody from the outside if we've got somebody on the inside that can do it in our community and we can support them right and that's the biggest part of it is the support
1: and some aspects of Irving do, mm-hmm. some chambers do, yeah. others do not, and it is like pulling teeth. Mm-hmm. They want you to pay your fees right. to be a business, but after you pay your fees, what do you get from it? Yeah, And it's kind of like, well, what do I get out of just saying I'm a part of the Better Business Bureau, or am I a part of the Chamber of Commerce? Because at the end of the day, if I'm unable to use the the support and the things like that, some people don't have $500 to give away no. um, to be part of the Better Business Bureau, or not the Better, sorry, the Chamber, Chamber of Commerce, of Commerce. where they charge you to come out for a ribbon cutting. You're going to charge me for you to come cut the ribbon at my business. To say I'm a member of your chamber of commerce, I'm all right. I'll take a picture for you and <laughs> I'll forward it to you. I'll forward it to you. you and can it, put it costs me or nothing. Not. <laughs> yeah, it costs me nothing. Yeah. And so I, I it's kinda like, okay, what do you do now? Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at now. Where okay. what, what what is my next step? Right. Am I going into a building? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Probably not. Yeah. I don't ever see myself being a physical Okay. Just because I don't want that overhead right now. Right? Do I want to have a food trailer? That's what I was about yes. to go with. Yeah. Do I want to be able to have more than one? Probably so. Mm-hmm. Um, would I like to open a commercial kitchen space where I could just be a 250 square foot space? That's all I need. Mm-hmm. Um, would it work for me? Heck yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Heck yes. And I would be able to get a lot of the minority-owned, women-owned business perks by just having a commercial kitchen space right. because I actually have a physical address.
0: Yeah. I, with, with the popularity of food trucks these days and food trailers, I would think that, again, those resources wouldn't be made available. For, for that right. type of thing I mean physical um, it is one thing but this is 2021 Thing things aren't always in the physical I mean online and, and people moving taking their their idea and putting it in a truck and going right. to where customers are that should be reward again that shows that an initiative I think that because they're not wanting to just sit at one place they're wanting to go where the customers right. are. You know what I mean. So, and I understand from the perspective of a of a like a chamber of commerce, we want to be, be, be bringing people into our town, right? And you know, you're trying to go out there, so giving you the resources isn't necessarily benefiting us, right? But
1: aren't we trying to again benefit everyone, everyone, yeah. or our community? Not just your your city is in itself, and we right. may not be a big big corporation or a big franchise, right? Because that may not be what we ever Encompass ourselves to be at the sure. end of the day, yeah. and I don't see a big cooperation in in my future. I don't. I will tell anybody that. I I like being a mom and pop. Yeah. I enjoy knowing my customers. Of course. Um. I would rather y- you come to me and say, "Hey, look." My name is so and so, and so and so referred me. There you go. And that works for me because if I can put a name with the face, you're more apt to have a more personable relationship with that person Absolutely. than connections.
0: Yes. Than
1: saying, "Hey, look, I drove through the gr- drive through it so yeah. and so, and such and such waited on me, baby. I don't know you." <laughs> <laughs> As my grandmother say, "Baby, I don't know you." But for me, I like having that. Let me know you. Yes. Over, like one of my customers, I know her. I know her child. I know them, yes. and I know. And her, she brings her mom. Hey, mom's here this week. Tell mom, hey, how you doing? Yes. Or one of the other vendors out there, her mom comes. Hey, Montoya, how are you? You know that family connection, and it's not just a pass by. Right. And you don't know those, so it's the point of being able to have a connection and being personable. Yes. Than the small little things at the end of the day. Because if I could feed a million and five people, I would. Yeah. And I would be okay. Because I would know at the end of the day, I tried and I got my blessings coming just for being able to help someone on the other end of the street that I once was teeter-tottering on for, okay, well, I was one paycheck out of poverty. Or I was one da-da-da-da-this out of this. But that person ate today. Yeah. And they were able to feed their family. And if it means me giving out the groceries out of my freezer, you can have them. Here you yeah. go. <laughs> Here you go. We're going to get it. We're going to make sure that we can say Viola's Place did help not one person or two, but yeah. we fed a few more families the other sure. than the little knock at the door or this or that.
0: Yeah. It's more than the transaction. It's it's <clears throat> giving
1: back yeah, and, and it helping is. others. Yeah, For us, it is. It's definitely about the giving back and making ourselves be a better... People or better, a better organization, because I don't call myself a business. I call it an organization for some points. We're an organization that helps, and that's yeah. what it is. We're a phone call away. Hey, look, my mom had this. or And a lot of my friends know that. If they call and if I can get there, if I don't have to work, hey, look, let me rearrange my schedule and give me a couple of hours. If I need to come sit at the hospital while you go run an errand, that's what I'm going to do. Wow and that's what makes me that person that that's different maybe yeah, a little bit then then hey look i'm not just talk i'm going to actually be the action behind it absolutely <laughs> absolutely <clears throat> so the um
0: is the garland market the only market that you do um other than the catering obviously but are there any other markets or any other locations that you that you do pop-ups like that on a regular
1: um we s- so Kizzy, who sits right next to me and does the cakes, okay, um, she turned me on to um, Garland, which in turn, Kizzy also turned me on to Wiley. And we also did Allen last year. So we are actually going back to um, Wiley in June, on okay. June the 26th. Um, and then we will do their Christmas event as well. Oh, okay. Um, so those are two two for sure ones that we'll definitely be at. Um Alan is up in the air, um, as we haven't decided. And then we're also contemplating um starting in Wiley. Um on the least because they have a festival every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday mm-hmm. up there where they do live music. Oh nice. So we are definitely on the fence about going to Wiley and yeah. seeing what we're able to do. Um, as it relates to that. So that's definitely in the, in the works, seeing if Wiley picks up, excuse me, for what we, what we want to do. Right. Cause it's definitely hard when there's only like a staff of four sure, and one 12 hour day
0: Waps out there out. Yeah.
1: is, it's like hot. It's cause we're, we have, it takes us an hour and a half to load up and it takes us an hour and a half to unload, and if you, as Tim says, you work, if you start working in that rush, that rush is like five straight hours. (laughs) So I'm usually working from about 10, 30, 11 when we're at the market, till about three on a good day. So we have a good five hours where we're we're steady on our feet and we're usually sold out by 3, 30 or 4 every day. That's great. So it's kind of like, okay, if we add another market, when will we have time to recoup and get there because Wiley would be in the evenings. Um, I think that we have to be set up there by five, so I will be pushing it to get
0: from here to there. Well, no, get
1: yeah. un, get loaded up at get loaded up at Garland and back to Wiley, which yeah. is only like ten minutes down the road. But to get it loaded up, get it back down to Wiley, unload it, and be set up to be ready by five. So it's. Right. So it's kinda like, okay, we may have to pick or choose. Yeah, and right now we know where we we're good at for now. And yeah. Wally isn't so bad. So yeah. we're definitely looking at um the expansion. Um praying and hoping that the food truck is up and ready. Um
0: so you currently have a one that you're working on now?
1: We're we're in the process of oh, looking yeah. and buying. Okay. So we hope to have one purchased, I'm hoping by July. Okay. And if it's purchased by July, then getting all the inspections, getting yes. it all made, and then um, getting it what it needs. In the process, we're working on a... Um, my dad was a cook before he passed away, so he we had old-school barbecue grills and all mm-hmm. of that. So we're thinking it, it's in the works. I've talked about it. I'm like, okay, am I going to do it? Taking those old-season barbecue grills... And transferring them to another um, trailer. Nice. And just putting a lot of my equipment on that. Yeah. So that I, that'll that be our two different, we'll have one that we've actually built and bought. And then one that we're just changing over and making what we want. Yeah. So hopefully that'll get done as well. So that that's more so in the future looking like more than the big trailer. Because I just need something that I can say I can pull and make it work. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm a. As people say, you're a country girl in that truck. I am, but I bought a truck just so I can work, make it work for me, and that's what the business needs right now. Absolutely. So it's about making those those sacrifices per se to ensure. Okay, what can I put on? What all can I put on the back of that truck? That truck needs to be able to hold a generator, six tables, two tents, yeah, (laughs) all of that, and I can throw it up there, and that's what it does right now. So it 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 works for me. Yeah, (laughs) and so.
0: The um, the food truck. So you're you're looking for the food truck. When you get that, are you going to still try to do the tent uh, yep. and a food? So that means you're gonna have another cook that you trust to to do all your recipes and everything. That's yep.
1: excellent. And what we've talked about is um the lady that I have helping me now, Miss Danielle. Okay. Um, she does a lot of the stuff for us. Okay. So she um knows a lot of the recipes already, and the stuff mm-hmm. she doesn't know then we'll teach her. Gotcha. And so we are, and she'll tell you quick, I don't know anything about that gumbo stuff. <laughs> 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 that Too Faced stuff. And I'm like, look, Miss Danielle, it's okay. I can teach you that. Mm-hmm. I was like, if you can follow a recipe, we can teach you how to do that. Yeah. And she's like, I can follow a recipe. Works for me. Then there you go. <laughs> We, Vingo, we can make it work then. She's like, okay. So yeah, Miss Danielle will be the one, one of the ones that'll be on, I'll be at one and she'll be on the other. Yeah. So it'll be, Pretty easy peasy for the worst, and we so we've been starting the what we need to see, that, and that's what this season has been about. Let's see what this season brings about with us adding staff. Yeah, because last season it was just Kizzy and I. Okay, and so I cooked and Kizzy worked the front. This season I've grown so much mm-hmm. <laughs> that Kizzy's in her own tent and I'm in my <laughs> own tent. <laughs> And it's like, okay, kids, um, friend, I got a lot of stuff going on. And I got two tents this year. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a lot of stuff back here. She's like, yeah, friend, you do have a lot of stuff. I was like, we've added. I was like, we went from two tables and one tent and a one little burner to two tents, six tables, two burners, a generator. Three fryers, some coolers, a little bit of everything. Yeah. We have a whole store out there for the most part. Yeah. So it's definitely grown. And it's it's just a blessing because we've just, it's like, what do you see yourself doing? This is what I see myself doing. Right. Just the ability to help and have a business that I can actually not only fund for me to have something to fall back on, something for my daughter to fall back on, let her help. Um cuz she's definitely mama I want to help. She wants yeah. to learn to bake and those things. So That's she's true. she started her own business as well last year. Um so she does bath bombs, bath scrubbies, hair bows and headbands. Oh cool. And she's 5. <laughs> <laughs> so she'll she's quick to tell you, I got my own business too. And I was like, well, you have to tell the people what your business is. Right. And she's like, well, it's Petite Petals. I said, okay, Petite Petals. You've oh, <laughs> like, okay. even got a name. Yeah, That's she, yeah Petite <laughs> Petals by Lene. So she's like, I can do it, Mommy. So she tries to make her own stuff. So I'm like, some stuff you can't make by yourself, but Mommy will help you. So she's getting into it. And she's quick to tell you, I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. She's very independent. And she is... She's me all over again as mm-hmm. I tell people, but she's 10 times worse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but she's she's going to learn the business,
1: I she guarantee is. you. And she will she learns it and yes. she knows. She's like, yeah. "I can do it if you teach me." And that's her thing. Yeah. She's definitely a learner and it's been a blessing and a curse mm-hmm. to be that the mother to that child yeah. because she's so so much of a Outside of the box. She doesn't yeah. let anything stop her. She doesn't let any of her any of her abilities or her non-abilities, let me say it like that, stop her. Because she was born premature. She was yeah. born at 28 weeks, and she weighed two pounds. If you oh, see her wow. now, you'll be like, she was not premature. She doesn't look like she weighed two pounds. Yeah. And you can't tell that she has a um, partial hearing loss. Yeah. So they're like, all of that four- or five-year-old. And she steady goes. And she'll tell you, I don't feel like doing it today, Mom. Mm -hmm. And her tutor was saying that today. I don't think she today is one of those days where she was actually on it, and she does it. Some days she she gets – it's like any other child, though. You get up on the wrong side of the bed, and you say, okay, well, I don't think I'm going to be ready for it today. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, that's it. So she does that, and then she's out there at the market some days. Die season – Um, She wasn't there much Hmm. because she was um, helping with my dad, who was battling cancer at the time. Mm -hmm. So she was helping with him. And then this season... She's kind of started out there with us. So she's getting to see it like firsthand. Yeah. What are you doing? I was like, you got to get up early because we got to go this morning. Yeah. No, mommy, I don't want. Okay, well, you gonna get left at home by yourself. or You're going to get dropped <laughs> off somewhere because we got to go. We got to go. <laughs> we got to go. be at the market by seven, no later than 730. And so she's like, okay. So she's she's getting it. So yeah. it's definitely a joy to have her see the business mm. from this aspect rather than on the outside looking in and not knowing how to build it. Right. Because I would want, I could put her up against anyone. As my mom used to tell me, I could put my child up against anyone. And she probably would stand up to the, to the test and survive. Yeah. And that's how I want her to be, especially in this business where it's, it's a dog eat dog world for the most part. If you don't know the business, someone can come in underneath you and take your business from you. So if I teach you, the, the numbers, the aspect, what to look for, look at your cost, look at every part of it so you'll know that you this is what my cost is supposed to be and this is what I need. yeah And so for her, it's kind of like, okay, let me teach her young and she knows I have money and I know that my money needs to be spent this way so that she can grow that money for her. So it's not a a way of... Okay, I'm gonna live like this. Nope. You have a business. Your business requires you to buy this. You're, there's upfront costs for everything. You have advertisement. You have, um, you, you have to pay for the things that you at least expect. Yes. Your containers cost money. Your bags cost money. Your mm-hmm. bows cost money. All of that looks into the process of running a business. Mm-hmm. The little simple things. And she's like, really, mommy? Yeah. I paid for your stuff to get that 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 upkeep at front. Right. Now you have to reinvest that money to buy more products. Exactly. And holding it then you're you're like, "Okay, well I held that product too long." Yeah, so either you for me, I can't hold product. Nope. I was like, for so you see Mommy throwing away stuff, that's because that product's bad. Hmm. I say, "Whereas you're you're giving out samples?" of your soap and your bath bombs, that's fine. But we'll know, okay, did that soap work? That's where you're getting your test at yes. and seeing, okay, well, this soap didn't sud that much or this soap didn't do this much. Or I put too much um, activator in this, in this bath bomb and it didn't fizzle like it should have. So I might need to rework that recipe. Those things are what I'm trying to teach her now. So when that, when you get to be, for per se seven or eight or better you're 10, you know, this is my recipe. This is what I know it should look like. Regardless if my mom is here or my dad is here, I can do this recipe in my sleep. Mm -hmm. And I know that it's going to come out right every time. And I can put a label on it. I can advertise it and I can put it on a shelf and I'll stand behind my product.
0: That's fantastic (laughs) that you're teaching that you're teaching your daughter in that manner. I think is it's, it's – so that has been lost. As, as society has continued to modernize and industrialize and, and mom and dad go off to work, the kids don't get to see what they're doing. They don't, right. they don't understand. But then we, we force them off. Okay, now you get to go to work. And they're like, oh, I don't even you know how. What am I supposed I, to do to learn at the side of their parent how a business runs – in the stage especially that you're in, at this, at this the grow, new stage. growing stage. Yeah, yeah, the new stage, as she's I call it. Le- she's going to learn every step of the way along the t- along this path that you're going. And that's going to give her a, a pretty big head start over a lot of kids.
1: Right. And that's the point. I'm like, I can't. My parents didn't baby me. Yeah, I'll tell anyone, I, I knew how to pay bills at 8. I knew how to pay bills at 10. I knew how to cook up my own meal at 10. They trusted me to new. they knew I was at home safe by myself mm-hmm. uh, when kids could walk home safe and not get abducted, of yeah. course, because yeah. now you can't even do that, which makes no sense in the world. But it's crazy, but you can't. But I knew how to do the basics yeah. and I instilled that in her. That's you have great. to at least know how to do the basis which is keeping your room clean keeping your stuff you should be able to fix your own some of your own stuff i don't expect you to cook a full meal at five but at least you know you need to know how to fix a bowl of cereal Mm -hmm. if you can make a sandwich that works for me yeah you know how to do if you don't even do nothing but peanut butter and jelly i'm okay with that but you can do it yeah and you'll progress you she can make eggs nice I was like, okay, but I wouldn't trust them eggs. <laughs> <But,
0: laughs> <laughs> they look a little bit runny.
1: Well, no, they're not oh, runny. Okay. They're not runny at all. Okay. They're I don't trust her with like the putting the butter in the pan. Oh, okay. The gotcha. simple things, okay. but ask for like stirring them. Yeah. You can stir them. Okay. You can do that. Good. Do you want to make a cake? I wouldn't you stir a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you stir a little crazy. So we have flour everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But Mommy has a KitchenAid. You can pour it in there, and you can make it work on the KitchenAid.
0: And Mama's going to teach you how to clean up all this. Yeah, we're we're going to clean this
1: up as well. Um, So it's just the simple things with me with her. And I'm like, if I don't teach you, no one else will. So you have to learn with me, because that's how I got taught. My mom, my parents worked. They drove buses my entire life from the time I was two until I was till I graduated from college, from high school. They wow. drove the DART buses.
0: P- public transport. P- yeah. Public transportation.
1: Wow. So we, that's what I grew up on. And people yeah. are like, you know, I still know a lot of those people that I, wow. that see me when I was a baby, two, three, four years old. And they're like, you're, a gr-. I'm like, yeah, I have a baby of my own now. Yeah. <laughs> I got a child of my own, so it, it makes sense. But it's like, what else do you do? What else are you adding? Yeah. Um. So for her, it's about learning. Yeah. And so, what else is what are we doing? We are today we will drop a vegan menu, not a, I'm sorry. Today we will drop a keto friendly a meal prep menu. Okay. So we are this came as I say, my family and my friends are the pushers of everything. My cousin's wife was like, "Hey, do you do keto?" And I'm like, "I've done it before. I've done a little meal prep here and there, but not a lot." Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, well, let me come up with some ideas. And she was like, okay. So I was like, let me do some research. Let me figure it out. Let me go. So I'm dropping a menu this afternoon of keto-friendly, um, keto-friendly meal preps. We got asked about for a customer who is a cancer survivor. She is interested in a high-fiber um, meal prep. Okay. So that'll be something that comes down the pipeline as well. Nice. Um, we are... We now, have, when
0: you say meal prep, can you explain that a little bit so, so meal I under, understand? meal prep
1: is, um, it may be a protein. Okay. And it's made, so it's made in bulk. Okay. So it's... Um, one side, one one protein, one carb, one starch. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, one starch and one veggie. So you're going to get portion controlled meals that are either equate equivalent to what you want to eat mm-hmm. or equivalent to portion control. So sometimes it could be you get half a cup of a starch, four ounces of meat, and one, a full cup of a veggie. Okay. and so for the keto version of this, some ask there's no starch hmm. there's okay. no, so that person is eating a high fat diet so you're gaining everything is It's everything is done in moderation but there's no carbs, there's no bread hmm. um, there's a lot of green vegetables there's a lot of meat, there's a lot of avocado, there's a lot of cheese on the keto part and um, for this high fiber diet there is a lot of quinoa mm. there's so more potato not potatoes more um beans okay sure um in my research i've been able to see that um salmon is a high um fiber okay for people so that is being so i'm like okay you're testing so that goes back to you're testing my skills on what I bring to the table as well. Yeah. So I'm steady evolving and that's yeah. what I like about cuz I call them I call them a challenge for the most part yeah. because that's something I've never done. Yeah. So for me it's what does this challenge me to do next? Cuz yeah. we of course everybody does meal prep. I'm like, okay, But do you do keto meal prep or do you do high fiber meal prep or do you do diabetic friendly meal prep? And with me, my family having a strong history in diabetes there, there's a need and a want to bring that to them. What can I offer you that makes you healthy? Um, I'll tell anybody I'm the worst diabetic ever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I I was like, mine is probably more controlled than in anything in the world. But I eat nothing that I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. But it's not a bad thing because my doctor's like, well, you're really controlled. I say, yeah, but I drink a regular Coke too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I drink a regular Coke and I'm not going to do diet anything. Yeah. He's like, are you sure? I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Not going to drink a diet anything. Yeah. I was like, that extra sugar from that diet soda is just as bad as that regular sugar from my regular Coke and I don't want the extra mm-hmm. added taste. Give me a Coke, sir. Yep. I'll supplement it with a salad. <laughs> Right. And I'll eat my salad and I'll be okay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: There you go. Absolutely. Um, So is there, um, now we're going to start wrapping up. Is there any uh, social media uh, information that you want to share? Yes.
1: So our Facebook and Instagram are both Viola, V I O L A, Dallas. I'm sorry. Viola's, nope, V I O L A S place. Dallas TX Okay On Facebook and Instagram Okay Website is under uh, Construction As okay. we speak So it will hopefully drop The end of the month Okay um, At the latest June 5th is the drop date Because that is my dad's birthday Oh there you so go So Everything we do Definitely has um, Has meetings. So Viola is my great grandmother my daughter and my mom so they all have that name and that's oh. why we re-roll with it and then june 5th is my dad birth my dad's birthday as we said so yeah. um the hopefully the the website will drop that day
0: gotcha okay and, and when when it does come up just uh if you wouldn't mind send me the, the yeah. website uh, yes. and i'll put it on the show notes okay and i can do that you know anytime okay um, we'll do Let's see. Anything else that you'd like to cover? Uh,
1: no, just come out and see us at absolutely. the Garland Farmers Market. Follow our Facebook page, um, Instagram page. They're pretty up to date as to know when, we'll, we'll, when we will or will not be there. I try to make sure we put that out by at least Wednesday of every week. Excellent. So you'll know, hey, they're going to drop. And we try to drop our menu every week. On like Sunday, Okay. if we're gonna change something, anything right. like that, or if we, because we're, we've been in discussion with actually adding another day during the week that you oh. may be able to pick up orders, okay, or even do the family meal planning thing. So we may start offering that as well. So those are things that we're definitely talking about. Great. Um, just adding stuff to our our thing to make us more marketable. Certainly. And then um. That's it on our part. That's okay. that's enough, to Absolutely. say the least.
0: It certainly is. Well, <clears throat> I got to say, thank you so much. Uh, no, you're for very welcome. No, thank you. This has been great. I love hearing your story, and I think everybody else is going to, too, as well. And I'm very much looking forward to uh, the uh, seafood fries.
1: Yes, we <laughs> will see you on Saturday.
0: <laughs> All right, everybody. So there you have it. Uh, Viola's Place. Uh, go check them out at the Garland Farmer's Market in Firewheel. And check out their website, and uh, their Facebook, and their Instagram to find out where they're going to be at next. So thanks, everybody.
1: Thank you very much. Look forward to seeing you. All right. Bye-bye. This is the one and only Javi G. You can catch me on Anchor,
0: Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you might find podcasts.
1: You can catch me on YouTube, Javi G Channel, for all the fun updates. You can see me on TikTok, Javier Air You can see me on IG, Beam 77 Anywhere you can think of me, I might be. Have a good one.
0: Nice. Beautiful.